Benvenuti, welcome back to Rome Inside Out, the podcast about the Roman city and its outskirts. I'm Eric, recording from Via Prenestina in Rome. And with you, always Martha, recording from Amsterdam. How are you in Amsterdam? Uh, pretty good, enjoying the late spring. We're getting summer here, but I'm also a little uh, uh, cold and allergic, so I hope my voice won't be too upsetting, but I feel fine at least. No, it's okay. Today we are going to a very particular part of Rome, the Coppede district. Just before we start, could we just have, since we are, we're doing this in English, but we're talking about Italian places, we're going to have pronunciations that are like all different kind of versions of every word. Should we just pronounce uh, the place correctly for once? Marta, how do you pronounce this district in Italian? We call it Quartiere. Okay, quartiere copede. So re- remember this pronunciation. If we do it in other ways, you, you remember that in the beginning of the episode, we have the correct version. And a bit of a spoiler alert. We're going to explain where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. But what is it? Where are we going to bring them today? We're going to bring our listeners today. So we, we will talk about the name of it. But what is quartiere copede? It is one of the most unexpected neighborhoods in Rome. It's a beautiful area, almost it comes out of a fairy tale or a fantasy novel. And it's beautiful, highly decorated and unique. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to stop here because I don't want okay. to reveal too much already. To be continued. Just before we start to go to Quartier Coppede, I just want to share some experiences with you because as we are recording this, tonight it will be the finals in the Conference League. So the Roman team Roma will play against your team, almost, Marta. No, it's not Feyenoord. Right. No. <laughs> There's a team from Rotterdam. That's really, oh. really nothing like Amsterdam. You know, there is okay. a bit... Okay, I'm so really, sorry. There is a big fight between Ajax fans, that is Amsterdam, ah, yeah. and Feyenoord, uh-huh. that is Rotterdam. So don't okay. ever tell an Amsterdammer that they're for Feyenoord. They're okay. not going to be amused. As you understand with this um, small piece, I'm not an expert in the football. I, I don't know anything, actually. <laughs> But I know how it is celebrating when uh, an Italian team or a Roman team wins. Because last year, when it was the European Cup, me and my, my husband were uh, like two older ladies. Instead of watching the football game, we went to the opera. We went to uh, Circus Maximus to watch uh, an outdoor opera. By the way, if you come to Rome in the summertime, go and watch outdoor opera because it's fantastic. Of course, the rest of the city were, were, was watching the semifinals in the European Cup. And as we go out of the opera, like in the moment when the last lady dies on stage and the opera finishes... Rome, no, sorry, Italy wins the game and the hell breaks out. I mean, people were celebrating, people were very, very happy. But to me, it was, um, I don't know how to explain it. I was shocked because Roman people uh, drives in a crazy way normally. But when there are football celebrations, people go out of the windows in the cars, they stand up on the buses. They uh, honks like through the city and me and my husband, we, Francesco, we were just trying to get home from the <laughs> opera. We felt so like out, uh, from another world. 
Well, this is a big part of the Roman experience. That's why we're also talking about it. Okay, maybe we are not the best people to talk about football, probably. But the experience of the city, whenever something football related happens, is something we would highly recommend. Even if you come to visit, go to the stadium. It's an experience. It's very mm-hmm. interesting experience. But let's not uh, oh. wait any longer. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, yeah let's, 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 let's go into the the real stuff of this episode. Let's go to Quartiere Coppede. So l- let's start to position this part of Rome. Where where are we? Where in the city of Rome is uh, Quartiere Coppede located? So this district is very close to the center. It's immediately outside of it. And it's a bit off the tourist trail. Towards north, let's say, mm-hmm. just behind the Quartiere Trieste, very close to Parioli, there is also a very rich and well-known area of Rome. It's between Piazza Buenos Aires and Via Tagliamento, just to have a geographical, geographical you know, orientation. It is very well hidden. If you don't know it's there, you might not find it directly Mm-mm. because there are few entrances to it. So there are these big buildings... And few entrances, few arches or portals, whatever, and they will lead you to this area. The best way to get there if you don't have a car, I'd say, is taking the tram 3 or number 19. Because it passes along Via Regina Margherita and you can just go off and walk like 200 meters and you get to Quartiere Coppede. Um, how about the name? We, we talked about how to pronounce it, but what does Quartiere Coppede mean? Okay, let's let's break it. The first word is quartiere. That's obviously an Italian word. Oh, surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it means nothing else than neighborhood. Simple as that. So it's not really related to the story of this area, but hey guys, you learn a new Italian word. That's always helpful. Great. Celebration. Woo-hoo. Good. So quartiere is a neighborhood. neighborhood. And copede. It's no less than the name of the, or the last name actually, of the architect who built it. It's hmm. not really creative, but I mean, it works it's well. Functional. <laughs> Quartiere Coppede. Everybody knows. Beautiful name. So Coppede was actually Gino Coppede, uh, an architect from, he was born, uh, born and raised in Florence. He's got some important building all around uh, Italy, like in Messina, in Sicily, Naples. Uh, and his great masterpiece, um, like he, the two masterpieces are the Quartiere Coppede in Rome, but also a place called Castello Mackenzi in Genoa. It's like, it looks like, it was from the beginning of the centuries, it was before Quartiere Coppede. And it looks like you put the historical Palazzo della Signora from Florence, like you take it as it is, the Renaissance building, and you just put it in the middle of Genoa. Um, with the tower and everything. It's beautiful and crazy. A bit like his architecture. Indeed. Well, this uh, this area was built starting from the 1920s till just a little bit after his death in 1927. So he never fully saw the area mm-hmm. completed. It was completed in the around the 30s. And it's unique. It's incredible. It's art. Decoration, architecture, everything fuse in one crazy place. 
as you said before, it's like a closed neighborhood. Um, you get in through the entrances, the arches. So it's not a fluid connection to the rest of the, um, the the rest of the city. How large is it? Like how many buildings are we talking about? Well, it is quite close, a quite tiny, in like inwards neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it is not very big, as it is only eighteen palaces. Palaces are like multi-floor buildings. And 27 smaller ones, we call it kind of villas, a couple of floors, constructions. Mm-hmm. So we're around 50 buildings all in all, small yeah, and something like that. Very bigger. small, very, very small. Well, but it is an architectonic marvel. It is unique, especially for Rome. I mean, Rome, as we all know, is full of marble, a lot of, um, you know, majestic architecture. And there is also there. But it is a different kind of celebration. It celebrates all the different style, architectonical and artistic, of course. Starting from the ancient Rome to the Gothic style, liberty, and even Oriental inspiration. It's kind of a mixture of all these styles. And they come together to create something never seen before, especially for Rome. The main entrance it is a big, big arch. You cannot really miss it. It's from Via Tagliamento, and it seems to enter kind of in a cave, because mm-hmm. it's all, all decorated, and there is a big chandelier on top of it. chandelier even if this is outdoors like you're not inside a, um, a building yeah and this is portal this arch with a huge chandelier in the middle it's not something really common i think it's quite a nice uh, way to signal an entrance or like hey something special is happening behind here mm-hmm. come join us i'm very particular as to be a uh, public lighting having a chandelier in the middle of the city i mean it's roma So after passing the arch, we walk along Via Doria until we reach the main square of this neighborhood, and it's Piazza Mincio. Mm. There is one characteristic of it that is very interesting in the middle of it, in the Roman style, because we love it. There is a fountain. We love water. We love fountains. You can find them everywhere. Even drinking water is there. Freshest water you can drink, mm-hmm. you can find around town. And it's got, this fountain is called the Fountain of the Frogs. Guess why? Well, Maybe because there are frogs in the fountain? Yes. <laughs> Let's say not L- in alive? the fountain. No, not really. <laughs> okay. There are frogs, mind. yes. But the frogs are part of the Baroque sculpture and style all around it. It does remember a bit the Fountain of the Turtles, downtown Rome. It's a very mm-hmm. famous fountain made designed by Bernini but this one is a bit more playful with all frogs around it are you sure it's Bernini who made uh, the fountains of the turtles what is it? let's just let's just google it otherwise we'll have all problems Sapienza against yeah, us yeah yeah well it says here yeah but we wrote that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know I totally Craig. verified uh, our <laughs> wait a second Fa- Fontana della Tartaruga Tartaruga 
Also mit, This is ah. live research. Mm, mm, Only mm, the mm. turtles were made uh, to Bernini. Andre Sacchi. I think, okay. Ah, Benzata. I didn't know that. So he was in the rest restoration works. Yeah. It was actually before Bernini, but then Bernini was there to put the, the turtles. turtles. Mm, nice to know. Yeah. But let's go back to uh, Copede. So this square where we are now, it is the most important and surrounded with the most extraordinary buildings in the old district. The first one, and well known, is Palazzo degli Ambasciatori. After that, there is Palazzo del Ragno, or so-called Spider Palace, or Palace mm -hmm. of the Spider. It is called that way because on the facade, there is a black and white decoration, and actually a mosaic, of a spider. Of a spider. Yeah, everything is very, you know, oi. The frog fountains. Well, there are frogs. Mm -hmm. Well, the spider, <laughs> the spider building. Palace. Yeah, well, guess what? There is a spider. It's quite, I, I like that. Very simple, understandable meaning. Concrete. But one of the most famous part of it, it is Villino delle Fate. So the fairies villa. There's a very, very special place. Probably one of the most Instagrammed building in, uh, in this part of Rome. Pretty much. It I think so. One of the most notable complexes. In this part, it is indeed the Villa of the Fairies. It is composed of three chalets that share the same external wall. The architect wanted to play an homage to the culture and art of very famous cities in Italy. And the cities are Rome, Florence and Venice. He wanted to achieve so, creating a mixed style, featuring mosaics, decorations of... Uh, I don't know, Roman myths, such as Romolo and Remo, the, you know, the old tale of the founders of the city of Rome, as well as the portraits of famous po poets as Dante or Petrarca, that are extremely important in Italian liter literature. And also, of course, the symbol of Venice, the lion. Mm -hmm. All of this together, it's quite hard to describe, eh? because it's like a lot of very different pieces picture. The mosaic, the statue, the tower is very eclectic, but somehow it creates an unusual harmony. And also, I like it because it's anarchic. It's such an anarchic uh, style because it doesn't follow a, a certain scheme, but it's like the architect took all the things that he liked and just put it together in a mix. There's something like Dif me when I don't want to cook. Okay, <laughs> you just open the fridge and take all the things you like? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, do you know that Nutella and ham is super no. buonissimo? We, uh, yeah, no, we're prosciutto not crudo no, no, and Nutella. No, we're not going to... This is a podcast about Rome. We do yeah. not allow that to be said publicly. I, I, I said it. He's <laughs> mm. Swedish, remember that. They're allowed to do that. Okay, let, let's leave the Nutella. <laughs> um, this was a very cute uh, painting in the Villino delle Fate with uh, a painting of Florence with Fiorenza Bella oh. wrote, uh, written down. Old school Italian, we like it. Mm -hmm. It means beautiful Florence. Well, all these villas are today privately owned. And the cost of this estate, uh, it is really high, if not higher than the one in historical center. It somehow reaches or goes even higher than 7,000 euros a square meter. You know, and these these villas are also usually fairly big. So there are a couple of uh, on sale, I think, something like mm -hmm. 600 square meters. 
So oh. around like 4.5 million. I mean, just in case someone fancy a pied a terre in Rome or, you know, just as small place to go for a Roman weekend, yeah. you know, Eric. Some place to, to, to sleep for a couple of nights. You can, you can buy it now. <laughs> really like the real estate. This, this was the real estate uh, part <laughs> of uh, Rome Inside Out. Hey, there is no sponsor from uh, any real estate agents in, uh, <laughs> in Rome. That sounded weird. <laughs> Let's uh, go to the next chapter of Rome Inside Out, the gossip. <gasps> there are like rumors that, that uh, the the architect Copide was a Freemason and that in the mix of all the details and uh, decorations in uh, the Quartiere Copide, you can also find a lot of symbols from the Freemasons and other um, groups. I'm not too, um, I'm not an expert on this, so please let us know if you walk around in Copide and you find some interesting things, send us the, the pictures. We're so curious about it. Because last time we tried to find some, but we didn't really have many luck. But maybe we just don't we're know. In, but maybe we're not, we are not Freemasons. That's the, the problem with the Rome Inside Out. Oh, fair. Well, in conclusion, if we have to say God is in the detail, this is a famous, very famous sentence from another architect, Ludwig van der Rohe. But this is another story. Anyway, if we have to say God is in the detail... This neighborhood is absolutely divine. Mm -mm. There are medieval towers flanked by mannerist windows, baroque coats of arms, with stylized neutral elements of liberty, art deco, a bit of Greek mythological motives, even Roman one, and a lot of references from uh, the beast of the Middle Age. The decoration of the building consists in an infinite variety of stuccos, frames, masks, lodges, everything not symmetrical. It sounds messy. It's a different world. The world of fairies, the world of fantasy, the world where things live by themselves. They're beautifully decorated. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the contrast, the contrary to the rationalist style that uh, appeared in Italy just a couple of years after, actually. Rationalistic, minimalistic, with no, with no decorations, extremely symmetrical. This is like the complete opposite. Yeah, I think there is nothing minimalistic about Italian culture. So <laughs> no, not when you like take it, put it all together and you like read it at once. <laughs> anyway, of course, this, everything, the, these details, these styles mixed together makes it a completely unique place that you absolutely must add to your next visit to Rome. Go to Quartiere Copeda. Let's take a little look at Quartiere Copere in pop culture. If you talk about cinema and Copere, there's one genre of films that is completely majority. Uh, when, if you think about films that were recorded in this uh, area, and that is horror movies. For example, the classic Inferno by Dario Argento, the horror maestro of Italian uh, cinema. Um, Inferno is actually shot both in New York and Rome, but all the Roman uh, pieces are shot in Coppede because one of the protagonists live in uh, Coppede. And I was thinking about why is Coppede such a great place for horror movies? Why well, that's the vibe, it, huh? Yeah, but I mean, if you walk around there during the day, uh, in daylight, it's beautiful. Uh, and you don't, it doesn't scare you at all. But as soon as you have... Uh, 
mm, as soon as it's dark and the lighting of Rome is not perfect, um, so it's very dark there. You you don't see the um, animal, the the decorations. You only see the shadows and the silhouettes. And as soon as you don't completely understand what's around you, that's what scares us. I'm sorry, Marta. Can I do the um, the um, reference to your grandmother again, as we did when we recorded this in Italian? Of course. My grandma cannot no understand what we're saying, so please. Right. <laughs> but you, you remember, this is no offense on your grandma. No, no, I'll translate it for her. Let, let's think about your grandma. Yeah. Uh, you like her? Of course, I love her. Okay. If you meet her in a dark alley <laughs> and you like see her on a distance and you don't completely see who it is, wouldn't you be scared of her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's say that it, it would be an experience. On night with the longer sleeping dress mm-hmm. and no teeth, it might be something that could scare But still, you. it's your grandmother that you love. Well, I don't think, yeah, I it's think- pretty much, uh, yeah. <laughs> the darkness her, changes everything. Uh, she would everything. fit really well. She's very highly <laughs> decorated and uh, a bit scary at night. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't see her well. Let's add that. You know that my, one of my uh, one uh, one of my first dates with a guy in Rome was in Copeda. Really? And I, yeah, I'd heard about this place a lot, and then I dated this guy who said, "Oh my god, I, I, I'm going to take you to Copeda." And of course, uh, the um, he mis- the mistake he did was to to take me there at night. So what I saw was not the beautiful Copeda with all the decorations and things, but the horror movie Copeda. Yeah, that's not so, a good place for a first date at night. Well, I was quite disappointed. Yeah, that makes sense. I, it's also scary. A person's like, hey, mm-hmm. let's go out. I'll bring you in a dark alley with a lot of no. scary <laughs> shadows or whatever. I would we not be date. happy. I would not be pleased. No, we didn't date for long. That, well, it ended quite quickly. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about boyfriends or like dates, um, you know, my boyfriend, my husband works as a drag queen, Cristina Prenestina. Well, his name is Francesco, but Cristina Prenestina is the drag name. He started as a drag queen in a duo, um, Cristina Prenestina with René Copede. Like, like all duos, they worked with um, the contrasts, just like Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy or Edina and Patsy from Absolutely Fabulous. They were Cristina Prenestina. Prenestina, that is the a name of a street in the eastern suburbs of Rome. A very down-to-earth ragazza from the suburbs. And René Copede was the more signora from the more bourgeois Rome. Fancy Rome. He, uh, she was the fancy lady and Cristina Prenestina was the more, let's say, down-to-earth. <laughs> I, was, I actually asked uh, Davide, who's his real name. Davide, or in art, uh, René Copede, how he chose uh, Copede as a name for his drag, uh, drag queen persona. And the, the answer was quite interesting. Let's, let's just listen a little bit and then I'm going to translate what he says. Ma in realtà forse il quartiere Coppedè è proprio fuori dagli stereotipi, nel senso ha uh, un, uno stile completamente diverso dagli altri e, e infatti anche... Um, Nel momento in cui è stato realizzato eh, il quartiere non ha avuto successo a Roma, anzi è stato molto criticato mm-hmm. e, e quindi no, secondo me il quartiere Coppedeva proprio oltre gli stereotipi, anzi è un, secondo me è un ottimo esempio di inclusione perché lo stile Coppedè eh, è una commissione di generi, una commissione di stili e quindi anche questo affascina molto. Quindi è un Credo po che f- sia proprio un quartiere che vada... 
Un po' fuori sì. le norme, un po' queer. Esatto, esattamente, esattamente, proprio un quartiere queer. <ride> sì, sì. And what David says actually is that for him Copede is completely out of the box. It doesn't follow any norms. It's a mix of everything. It's a very inclusive style. So actually what the synthesis of this um uh this answer was that Copede is queer. It's like a queer architecture where everything is okay. Um nothing is excluded, but it's just this lovely mix of everybody in, uh, together. That's why it was perfect as a drag name. <laughs> okay, I think we've included also the drag queens in this episode. We have everything, yeah? We this have everything episode, now. <laughs> we really have everything. Of course, if you experience, have any experiences from, please tag us on Instagram. We are Rome underscore inside out. So please follow us. Please follow us also on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, But because that does help us uh, and let us know if you come down if you come to rome please let us know and we can meet up and have a coffee and talk about the roman suburbs well one of the activities that uh, we are also developing are beautiful walks all together around rome in a moment the majority of uh, the walks are in italian But you know, upon request, we can do it in any language <laughs> langu- language you want. Well, probably not any language, but my well, Dutch is not that good yet. But yeah. <laughs> well, Italian, English and Swedish. Wow. And maybe a little Dutch. <laughs> I can work on that. Okay, good. <laughs> that sounds good. Bene. Oh, bene. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope we amused you and we brought you in a different part of Rome. That's something new to discover, a new adventure. We'll be back in a month. Till then. Ciao a tutti! Ciao! State bene, ciao ciao! Nel silenzio della crisi